to deal with this story from a perspective that I personally don't usually hear it from. Luke chapter 1, if we will, on this second Sunday in Advent, look to the 26th verse of this first chapter of Luke. When you have found it, lift your word in the air and say, God, thank you for your word. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light to our pathway. Help us to hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. The 26th verse of the first chapter of the third gospel of the New Testament, which is Luke. In your hearing, I will read from the King James translation. In the sixth month, that's not June, by the way, but we'll talk about that later. The angel Gabriel was sent by God. Somebody say he was sent. To a town in Galilee called Nazareth. Not just was he sent by God and he was sent at a specific time to a specific place, but he was sent to a specific person. Verse 27 reads, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was... Joseph. This Joseph was of the house of David. And the virgin whom Gabriel was sent to, oh, she had a name too, y'all. Her name was Mary. Verse 28, and he came to her, Gabriel, and said, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. Everybody should have shouted right there. Let me, read, let, me, let me try that one more time. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you will name him, you ought to say it with your chest. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him. See, if you really believed in the power of that name, you'd say it like you mean it. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him. Yeah, 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 something happened. <laughs> When we call that name, he, he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob. How long? And his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since uh, I am a virgin, I have not known a man. The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. Verse 36, and now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing, oh my God. <laughs> See, hold on, I, I, had to, I had to slow down right there. I felt something right there. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, look here. Then Mary said, then Mary said, here am I. Don't that sound familiar? The servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. What happened next? Then the angel departed from her. There are so many different ways I could go with this, but the way I want to go, I want to open up for the next three weeks under this series, The Other Side of the Story. 
And today I want to focus on the thought, Mary didn't know. Mary did not know. Father, thank you for this time that we are able to hear and receive a word from you. Speak, Lord, thy servants wait to hear from thee. And use me now that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Father, come now, till the ground as we prepare to lay these seeds so that in due season we will reap if we faint not. Come, Holy Spirit, speak to us, speak for us, interpret and illuminate this word. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. A Google search told me that in 1984, a man by the name of Mark Lowry penned these words. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new, this child that you delivered will soon deliver you. The pen stayed on the paper and he asked another question. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kissed your little baby, you have kissed the face of God. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will leap, the dumb will speak the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know he closes by asking that your baby boy is heaven's perfect Lamb? The sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Now, this song has been sang for 38 years all over the world in different cultures and reformations. It has been sang as a solo. If you are a fan of uh, pentatonics, you'll know that the song has been harmonized. It has been... Um, Sang with music added to it. It has been sang a cappella. It is one that has been used for entertainment, but it is also a song that should make you think. This song asks an important question, and I believe it is one that all believers will face. Son, daughter, did you know? Did you know that this Advent season which celebrates the birth of Christ, is not just what we have made it. Did you know that it is more than lights and trees and wreaths and decoration? First Antioch, did you know that it's more than gift giving and gift receiving and for many going broke to be pleasers of other people? Did you know that this season is more than family gatherings, church services, and special readings. I will ask this question. Did you know that this season is a call to sorrow? Did you know that this season is a call to sacrifice? Did you know that this season is a call to uncertainty? I am one who believes that Mary didn't know because like Mary, I am in flesh and I didn't know. Mary, at the time of the visitation from the angel who we have named Gabriel was what we would consider today only a child. You see, during the time of Mary's life, many scholars believe that she was only in her mid-teenage years. It was customary at that time for a young lady of her age to be given, to be betrothed, 
to be espoused to a man in preparation for marriage. It's during this engagement period, which could last from months to even years, depending on the particular circumstances of the family involved. But where Mary was a young lady who had been visited by God through the angel Gabriel, and what she was given was a burden to carry. But the good news is she wouldn't have to face it alone. Looking to our text, we see that Mary was a virgin. She was indeed, again, engaged to a man known by the name of Joseph. And this Joseph was a descendant of the house of an Israelite king named David. This, there Mary is, minding her own business when favor came knocking at the door. Now, I know that sounds good on the surface, but can I help somebody right here? Be careful when you ask God for favor. Let me say that again. Be careful when you ask God for favor. Uh, we didn't know, we don't know if Mary asked God for this kind of favor. We, we don't particularly know what was on her mind. We don't know what she may have been praying during this season, but what we do know is that favor doesn't always bring happiness. Hmm. Hmm. I think I will. Favor, see, favor, it might bring joy, but it doesn't always bring happiness. The favor that was found on Mary's life would cause her to be talked about. As a virgin who became pregnant while engaged to a man with whom she had no relations. The favor would cause Mary to be ridiculed. Y'all won't say amen. Because people love talking about things that they think they know but don't truly understand. In fact, favor could have caused Mary by the law of the time to be stoned to death for the committance of adultery. But it is this side of the story that we tend to ignore. Mary, as special as she was and as highly favored as she was, was still a woman of flesh who had to carry the weight of this anointing and this assignment. And just like Mary, every one of us has been given an assignment, watch us, that has caused us at some point to be unpopular. It has caused us to lose people. The assignment will cause you to have sleepless nights. The assignment that God has given you, watch this, may cause you to be talked about, ostracized, left alone, stabbed in the back. But there's good news in it all, that just like with Mary, the Lord is with us. Verse 28 tells us that Gabriel had to make it clear to Mary that the Lord was with her. And I believe that Gabriel made this point because the assignment that he came to make her aware of was given, uh, that she was given, was not going to be easy. It was not going to be something to quickly say yes to. It was going to be something that she had never faced in her young life. But the Lord was going to be with her through it all. Come to tell somebody on this first Sunday in December, watch this, that the Lord is with you through it all. I know the assignment on your life has been heavy. I know the assignment on your life has been trying. I know the assignment on your life has put you through trials and through tribulations. I know you wanted to give up and some of you have wanted to tell God no. In fact, some of you, like me, have told God no. But I know you wanted to throw in the towel. But hold on, my brother, and be strong, my sister. For just like Kirk Franklin said, your work is not done. Because through it all, the Lord is with you. Mary, 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 she, she, she really didn't know. <clears throat> because in verse 29, it tells us that at this saying, she was troubled. 
the angel appeared to her and said, blessed are you among women. He said to her, you are highly, great God from Zion, favored. As the Clark sisters came out with a song some years ago, it said, just know that we are blessed and highly favored. And watch this. Hold on. Don't clap yet. Don't clap yet. Don't clap yet. Don't clap yet. Because you heard I'm blessed and highly favored, but you failed to realize what comes with the favor. See, we like the part where we're blessed. We like the part where we're favored and highly favored. But we forget in order for me to get to that place of blessing, I've got to go through some hardship. We forget to get to that place of being highly favored that I've got to go through a storm or two. I've, I've got to see some pain in my life. I've got to see some of the closest people walk away from me or do things to hurt me. I've, I've got to look in the mirror on my way to my blessing and not even be pleased with myself. Don't get too excited about being blessed and highly favored until you remember that you've got to go through some valleys and you've got to be going through some shadows and you may have some hills to climb, but hold on. The good news is the Lord is. She knew, she knew, she knew that there was a weight being laid on her shoulders, but I don't think she knew how heavy this weight was going to be. In fact, Mary was so troubled by this saying that Gabriel could discern it in his spirit. So he follows up with one of the most liberating phrases in all of Scripture. Can I help you with these two words? Fear not. Now, in two years, y'all know I ain't no real deep preacher. I just say what's on the surface. I need y'all to catch that. Let me try that one more time. He tells her one of the most liberating phrases in the history of all mankind and it's only two words fear see that was a good place to praise him right there hold on hold on hold on hold on because y'all y'all ain't caught it yet watch this watch this i did another google search and according to the internet now you can't believe everything on the internet y'all y'all know that right but according to Google, that's what I call it. I call it Google when I want to be fancy. <coughs> the phrase fear not is said to be found in scripture 365 times. Now, outside of leap year, the calendar year has 365 days within it. And we can determine that God in his infinite wisdom wanted us to know that no matter what we face from one day to the next, month after month and year after year, his desire for us to live in a state where we understand the phrase fear not. Now you say, well, what about leap year? Watch this. If you haven't figured out in 365 days that you have no reason to fear, then don't worry about it in leap year. You're going to face some trouble. But I got two words for you. You're going to face some sickness in your life. But I got two words for you. You're going to face some loneliness in your life. But I got two words for you. You're going to be stabbed in the back. But I got two words for you. You're going to be slapped in the face and you may be forced to turn the other cheek, but I got two words for you. No matter what you go through in this life, the Lord is with you so you can always look at your situation and say, I will fear not. So, Mary, 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 she's given this task. Verse 31, she says she will bring forth a son. Not only will she bring forth a son, but his name shall be called Jesus. 
Looking at verse 32, not only will she bring forth the son who has been given a specific identity by his name, Jesus, and, and, and can, 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 let me help you right here as well. This, this is for free. This, had, this won't even in my notes. Watch this. During this time, usually the firstborn son either took on the name of the father or of some preceding relative. It was just like when John was born and his daddy couldn't speak because, you know, he had a little faith issue. And they asked, well, what will his name be? And Elizabeth said his name going to be John. Now, you know, women, women weren't allowed to do a whole lot of talking back then. You know, y'all could have your opinions, but you had to keep them to yourself. All right, praise the Lord. Y'all weren't allowed to do a whole lot of talking back then. Amen. It's a good thing that has changed because without the women, a whole lot of our churches wouldn't even be open. That's a whole other conversation I ain't even got time to get into. But she said his name will be John. There was no other John. Daddy name wasn't John. Granddaddy name wasn't. They don't know where this name came from. So I, I, I say that to say this. This name, Jesus, was not about anybody that came before him. Because this man, Jesus, was the same man that came before all other men. This Jesus was already there in the beginning when God said, let there be, and it was. This, this Jesus was already uh, the one who would come and redeem man because God knew that our flesh, even though our spirit was willing, our flesh was weak. Somebody ought to thank God right now for Jesus. She said his name will be called Jesus. And then we, we look at verse 32, and not only will his name be called Jesus, but he shall be great, and he shall be the son of the living God. He will sit on the throne of the Israelite King David in verse 33 declares that he shall reign over the house of Jacob and to his kingdom there shall be no end. Now, all of this sounds good, but here comes fear again because Mary asks a question. How shall this be? Watch this. Since I have not known a man. It's just like us that when God has a blessing for us that we can't understand, we start trying to figure out how he's going to do it. But I've learned something. God, whatever you want to do in my life, I don't care how you do it. I don't care when you do it. I don't care where I am when you do it. Watch this. I don't care what you got to put me through to get it done. I don't care who you got to use to get it done. I'm just glad that you thought enough of me that you would say, I've got a plan that I'm going to bring forth in your life because watch this, you didn't have to wake me up this morning, huh? but you had a plan for my life. You didn't have to keep me last night, huh? but you had a plan for my life. You didn't have to let me get through the addictions, huh? but you had a plan for my life. You didn't have to help me survive the car accident, huh? but you had a plan for my life. You didn't have to let me survive the sickness, huh? but you had a plan for my life. You didn't have to let me survive depression and loneliness and those moments when I was ready to take myself out of here but you had a plan for my life and, and this morning I just want to say God I thank you that you have a plan for my life and it's good it's good it's good it's good y'all sit down I ain't ready it's good to know what God's plan for your life is because I learned something if you don't know who you are people will tell you If you don't know where you're going in this life, people will direct you. Can I help somebody? If you don't know who you are in God, the world will make you what it wants you to be. Come on, look at somebody and say, he's got a plan for you. 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 My God. She asked, she asked, she said, how shall this be since I have not known a man? He said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The assignment on your life, you're not going to be able to get through it on your own. <clears throat> you're going to need the Holy Ghost. You're going to need the Holy Ghost because there are going to be good days and bad days. You're going to need the Holy Ghost because today the sun might be shining, but tomorrow a storm might be coming. You're going to need the Holy Ghost because there are going to be days where you want to throw in the towel and give up. But it's the Holy Ghost that's going to help you run on to see what the end's going to be. You're going to need the Holy Ghost, watch this, because there's going to be some people on your pathway 
that you're going to want to knock off the path. Y'all won't say amen. There's going to be some people in your life that you're going to want to curse and not bless. Y'all ain't saying nothing. There's going to be some people in your life that you're going to want to tear down and not build up. That's why you're going to need the Holy Ghost. And the angel said unto her, the Holy Ghost is coming up on you. Watch this. I pray that in this night, that in this day, that on this fourth day of, the, of December, that a fresh wind of the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Holy Ghost will come upon you so you won't have to face this thing alone so that you won't have to worry about how it's going to get done so that you won't have to worry about people, what people are going to say because here's the other side of the story. Mary was in a bad situation. Mary was in a bad situation because she was, watch this, surrounded by church people. It wasn't worldly folks that would have had her stone. It wasn't worldly folks that would have ostracized her and kicked her out and told her she can't sing on the choir and told her she can't be a member of the church no more and told her that she got to stand before the church and confess her sins to y'all like y'all are sinless. It was church people. Why he's so hard on church people? Because we're supposed to be the example of light in a dark world and not the other way around. Not the other way around. When they see us, they should see God. When they hear us, they should hear God. And the Lord is calling his church back to a place of repentance because he's on his way. Mary was in a very tough spot. So we like to talk about Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Celebrate the king. But that's not the entire story. Mary had to deal with depression. Because another part of the story talks about how Joseph was even ready to put this woman away. Here she was, innocent as can be. Simply doing nothing, let me help somebody, she was doing nothing but being available for God to use. And God said, okay, well, since you're available here, I got something for you. He didn't tell her how heavy the burden would be. He didn't tell her about the depression she was going to have to survive. He didn't tell her about the sleepless nights where she was staying up trying to figure out how she was going to make it through the next day. He didn't tell her that she was going to have to go into hiding because if she left the house, they were going to have her taken up just like they caught the woman in the very act of adultery and she was going to be made an example of in front of sin sinful people. Watch that. Watch that. Watch that. Watch that. Watch that, because here's the other side of it. It was, other, it was people that sinned, and it was people that committed faults that were ready to treat her as though they were perfect. Uh-oh. 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 Because sometimes we forget the grace and the mercy that God extended towards us when it was the other way around. Sometimes we forget that it was mercy that kept us when the shoe was on the other foot. Sometimes we forget, watch this, how God covered up my mess, how God covered up my sin, how God didn't let the truth about me get out. But now that it's on the other foot, I've got something to say about somebody else. The devil and his great-grandmother's a liar. You ought to sit down and find some humility and remember that God kept you. And you should be extending the same grace and mercy to your brother and your sister. Let those who are righteous restore. We are called not to judge and condemn, but to restore. See, that's the other side of the story. We don't, we don't like to talk about the fact that Mary found herself in a very lonely place. Because even Joseph had to leave her for a moment because Joseph was trying to figure this thing out. Because, you know, Joseph, he's a man. Joseph is a man. You, what you mean you pregnant? Well, 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 the, the angel came in and, and he said that the Holy Ghost, what you mean the Holy, the Holy, Mary. Mary. 
Mary. I know we ain't known each other that long. Uh, but now I'm a little salty. That not only are you telling me that you didn't go in and got knocked up by somebody else, but now you want me to believe it was the Holy Ghost? Mar Mary. Mary. I'm, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go sit down because what I want to say, I don't, I don't want to say. And what I want to do, I don't think I should do. So I'm going to just go sit down. I'm going to go over here and let you figure this thing out because what we're not going to do is sit here and, and have me try to believe that you even got pregnant by the Holy Ghost. So there Mary is. She's all by herself now. Joseph gone. He's trying to figure this thing out. She can't go back home because now, watch this, she would have brought shame to her family. They wouldn't want nothing to do with her either. She had nothing. She had no one. This is the other side of the story. But the angel said something to her. told you I was going to use the thought Mary didn't know. Mary had no idea what favor was going to bring her way. But here's the good news about it. Favor came up in a mighty way because this Mary gave birth to a not just a baby boy but a man we call Jesus. And not only was he a man called Jesus but he was a man who would sit on David's throne. And not only would he sit on David's throne, but he would rule over the house of Jacob forever. And not only would he rule over the house of Jacob forever, but his kingdom would be established and his kingdom would have no end. And yeah, Mary had to go through some hardship. Mary had to go through some storms. And Mary had to go through some trials and some tribulations. And, and when that thing finally started to click and when as Jesus grew up and got older and she realized who Jesus was, Mary also had to deal with the fact that her son would be sacrificed. Uh, Mary also had to deal with the fact that one day she was going to see her son die. <laughs> Mary had to deal with the fact that he was not just going to die a regular death, but a painful, excruciating death. Uh, but one thing about Mary, Mary had to build her hopes on things eternal uh, and hold to God's unchanging hand. <laughs> Because what Mary didn't know was that, that was that the hardship she was facing today would not compare to the glory that was to come. She didn't understand that the hardship that she was facing today was going to set her up for a place of glory on the next day. She didn't know that the pain and the travail that she was going to give in childbirth was going to be giving birth to the Savior of the whole world. But I'm glad Mary held on to God's unchanging hand. I'm glad that Mary ran on to see what the end was going to be. I'm glad that Mary, watch this, didn't try to abort the assignment. Let me say that one more time. I'm glad Mary didn't try to abort the assignment because Mary could have went and took herself out. And if she had done that, she would have took the Savior of the world out. But God spoke to Mary's insides and said, fear not. Can I help somebody on this first Sunday morning. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Fear not. It doesn't matter how bad it looks right now. Fear not. It doesn't matter how heavy the burden seems today. Fear not. It doesn't matter that you're all alone in this assignment. Fear not. You didn't know what favor was going to bring you through. But thank God that you're coming out of it. You didn't know what favor was going to put on your shoulders. But thank God he'll help you carry it. You didn't know that favor was going to give you such a rich assignment but thank God that he's right there with you. I come to help somebody on this Christmas uh, on this first Sunday morning you have no reason to fear because you are blessed and highly favored. It might not look like it right now but favor will be released on your life you are highly favored among women and you are highly favored among men so give God glory in this place that his hand is on your life and you have no reason to fear. You have no reason to doubt that whatever he's brought you to, he's able to bring you out. And I'm glad that Jesus
was born, and I'm glad that Jesus lived. And on this communion Sunday, I'm glad that Jesus died. And I'm not just glad that he died, but I'm glad that he rose with power, all power in his hand. And even now, even now, even now, even now, even right now, he's sitting on the right hand of his father and your father and my father interceding, praying for you when you ain't got the strength to pray for yourself, praying for you, watch this, when others are praying on you, oh, oh, oh. Mary didn't know, and that's okay, because guess what? You didn't either. Many of you said yes to the Lord, but you didn't know what you were really saying yes to. But can, but can, I, can I help somebody who's still trying to walk this thing out? Can I help you? I got two words for you. Fear not. You worried about how 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 the business is gonna get started, how the book is gonna get published, where the where the money is coming from. You worried about how the bills are gonna get paid, where the next meal is coming from. You worried about that child, that grandchild that you trying to get back in the household of it. You worried about stuff you don't need fear? Not. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is coming upon you. Stand up, stand up, stand up. I feel God. Come on, lift your hands, lift your hands. The Holy Ghost is coming upon you. The angel said to her, fear not. And you don't have to fear because the Holy Ghost is coming. Fear not because You've been trying to figure this thing out on your own. Don't worry about it. Fear not. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Father, send your spirit in this room now. It's already here. It's already here. It's already here. Your spirit is already here. Fall fresh now. Fall fresh now. Fall fresh right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray with me. Fall fresh in this place. Fall fresh in this place, Holy Spirit on each one of your sons and each one of your daughters. Fill their bellies with rivers of living waters even now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you have sons and daughters in this room who you have already declared and decreed will be um, will manifest how you heal. Touch their hands even now in the name of Jesus. Put fire in their hands right now in the name of Jesus so that when they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. That should they lay hands on the blind, their eyes shall be open. That should they lay hands on the deaf, their ears shall hear. In the name of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. And get into somebody's mind. There's a young, there's a daughter, there's a, there's a son in this room who, who has been seeking you for direction. Get into their minds even right now that you will begin to speak revelations unto them. That even when they begin to minister uh, unto themselves, they will see your scripture in a new way. They will come to know the scripture in a new way, which will help them to come to know you in a new way. So that they are not just readers of your word, but that they should be revelators of your word, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. That every time they speak, a fresh wind will blow out of their belly. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray with me. Pray with me, pray with me, pray with me. Pray with me, pray with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I, I thank you, Lord God. You have somebody right now in the Garden of Gethsemane, and they are being pressed, oh God. But help them to survive the pressing, because you're just trying to get the oil to flow. You're just trying to get the oil to flow. I thank you right now for fresh oil that will flow on your sons and your daughters in the name of Jesus. 
for fresh power that shall flow from your sons and your daughters in the name of Jesus. Even as we begin to close one year and enter into another, oh God, I thank you right now for divine wisdom, for divine instruction, and for divine direction to help us to not just leave where we are, but to get to the place that you'll have us to go. No, the road may not always be straight. Yes, the road might have some crooks and some turns in it, but we thank you that you are our GPS system, oh God, and even when we stray away, you can help us recalculate in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Glory to God. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of you still haven't figured it out yet. Your age has nothing to do with the call of God on your life. I'm going to help somebody. You all have heard me say this time and time again. The reason why you're still here is because there's still work for you to do. I don't care if you are almost knocking on 100 years old. If you're still here, there's still work for you to do. And I pray that the Lord gives you strength to complete the assignment that he has for your life before he calls you to glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we say, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We don't know, but we still trust you, so we'll say yes. yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I wish y'all could see what I see. Can I... Can I you can put your hand down. Let me, I want to say this to you first, and y'all, because y'all don't believe me yet. Make it plain. Make it plain. Y'all don't believe me yet. I know you don't believe me because I can hear you in the spirit. Y'all don't believe me yet. Y'all really don't believe what God has for you. I know you don't. And it's, it's okay. That's why he sent me here. And I say that in the most humble way possible because watch this. Watch this. I know he has sent me here for a season. That season might be five years. That season might be 25 years. I don't know. But, but I, here's what I will say. Before I leave this place, you will have realized who God has called you to be. That's why he sent me here. And your best years will not be during my tenure. It's going to get better. But your best years will be after God calls me away. Because it's my responsibility to get you from A to B. And then the next person is going to get you from B to C. It's not my responsibility to put you through your best years. It's my responsibility to put you through your next years. So that your ladder will be greater. I wish you could see what I see. But you'll figure it out. You'll figure out, I'm going to get on y'all's last nerve before I leave this place. You're going to figure it out. The richness of anointing that God has sent to this house is why you have been here some 155 years. You think, you think you've been here just to exist. That's not why. That's not why. That's not why. All the doors that are closing and yours are still open. Because the assignment has not been fulfilled, and it hasn't been fulfilled because your faithlessness has not caused you to realize it. It's, but it's okay. I know it sounded like an insult, but it's okay. It's okay. All of us have to walk this faith thing out. Ask me how I got a cousin, 36 years old, fighting for his life right now. I have never in my 37 years been in a situation where I have needed to walk more by faith than I am right now. That's how, that's how I know. Hold on. Hold on. That's how I know what he sent me here to do. Because he wouldn't dare call you to it and not put me through it first. So now he's challenging your pastor. Because I, I, I got to make it in order for you to make it. But I'm going to be your example. I'm going to be your example. That was the hardest thing I ever had to do. 
in my entire life was to go see my, my cousin hooked up to that machine. Lights on and nobody home. Eyes wide open and can't see. 36 years that man was able to uh, breathe on his own. Now he needs help from a machine. I said, God, why you put me through this right now? Like I didn't have enough going on. And he said to me, didn't you say you were the pastor of the house of faith? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know y'all forgot I said that a couple months Hallelujah. ago. He said, it didn't, isn't that where I called you to? Yes. Yes. I tell y'all all the time, he always deals with me before I come to you. Yes. And I had a moment of humility. I said, okay, God, well, you're going to have to give me strength because this, this is hard right now. This is, this is hard. This is hard. But an angel came to me. You know what he said? Two words. I don't want to thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. I want to make this call. I got to make this call to the unsaved. If you're in this room and you're not saved, will you just lift your hands? If you're watching online and you're unsaved, will you just say in the comment section, it's me. Say, I want to give my life to Christ. Say, I want him to come into my heart. It's the best decision you could ever make. The decision that is literally going to last you a lifetime, even into and through eternity. We want to help you. I want to pray, and then we'll go into communion. I have asked you all to pray for my cousin. I have extended a specific prayer. That's a big ask because what, what we know about God is God will answer your prayer of healing, but sometimes he answers that prayer by calling them home. My prayer and our family prayer has been, God, your will be done, but what we want you to do is we want you to do it on yes. this side. Yes. He is the only son of my dad's youngest brother. He is number 14 of 18 grandchildren. Hallelujah. On May the 2nd, he turned 36 years old. And I am not convinced that his work is done. Hallelujah. And so our prayer has been, Lord, do it on this side. Now, if he chooses not to, that's fine. But our prayer remains, Lord, do it on this side. But God, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. Heal those who need healing. In the name of Jesus, you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Set free whoever needs to be set free. Provide for whoever needs provision, Jehovah Jireh. Help make right those who are wrong, Jehovah Sidkenu. Bring peace at the right time for those who are in a storm. You are Jehovah Shalom. We give you glory. We thank you. I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice who is going through the valley. Help them to keep going. I thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice who is dealing with depression. God, you said you will keep us in perfect peace if our mind is stayed on you. Help us, oh God, to put our mind back on you. You are the lifter of our heads. You are our leaning post, our leaning post who props us up on every side. Be that for us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for those who are not even dealing with their hardship right now, for those who have already come out of what they were going through and they are able to now be an encouragement and a testimony for how you are able to bring us out, God. Thank you for them and encourage them, use them to be a blessing to somebody else who might be going through a hardship in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now, oh God, for every leader of this house. Touch them in a special, mighty way. Yeah, thank you, Jesus.
I thank you for the ushers at the door, for the ministry of music, for the audio and visual, every deacon that is and shall be, every trustee that is and shall be, every missionary that is and shall be. Oh, God, I thank you, even for those who are who are just participants in the service. They have no specific title. They have no committee to which they are connected, but they are here, and they come, and they share, and they love, and they encourage, and they praise, and they worship you, God. Thank you for them in the name of Jesus. I pray that your Holy Spirit will sit on every empty seat in this house. And prepare it for those who will come and help us to do the work that you have called on us to do. Glory to you, God. I even thank you now, hallelujah, for those that left pre-pandemic that are going to come back and help us get this thing done. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. I pray now, God, that your Holy Spirit will continue to hover in room 4410 at Riverside Regional Medical Center. Touch my cousin, Stanley Eugene Gresham Jr., like only you can. God, I'm not asking you to rush it. I'm simply asking you to do it. And if it takes you a while to do it, we'll wait for you to do it. But our prayer remains, God, do it on this side. Touch his mother and his father, my aunt and my uncle, Stanley Sr., Minister Stanley Sr., and Evangelist Adel. Touch them, oh God, in a mighty special way that they will be able to sleep at night. That they'll be able to turn it over to you. Because you are a God who does not slumber. You are a God who does not sleep. And you stay up so that we can get our rest. In the mighty name of Jesus, go to their residence in Locust Hill, Virginia, and just surround the entire house, surround the entire property with your presence, that even when they leave the hospital and go back home, they are right in your presence, no matter where they go. In the mighty name of Jesus, show us, the Gresham family and the Sutherland family, your love and your kindness. In the midst of this situation, Help us to increase our faith and know that you are a God who's never left us and will never forsake us. And I say thank you right now for the glory that's on the other side of this. I thank you right now for his testimony on the other side of this. I thank you right now for the miracle that you're about to do in his life. In Jesus' name I pray and give thanks. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Let's prepare.